You're listening to What's Us Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ Delarice, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's uh, you know who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cordero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here, uh, and he quote and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Why are you giving me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Peace Del Reese. I am joined as always by my other host. Some would even say co-host, Terry Tan. Better host. How's it going, better host? It's good. I like the porn music that we have. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just to make sure you can't watch uh, the uh, Masters this weekend, I'm scheduling you for play-by-play on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm also playing on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a bad day in general. Yeah. Bad day for all. Um, it is this weekend. This is this is my most exciting. Like I'm getting no work done Thursday and Friday. Do you need me to write any articles for our new website, HotSauceSports.ca? Well, have you even written anything at all? I've written a bunch. Yeah, I've written a few. Yeah. Cool. I've so yeah, four. if you could, that'd be great. I'm not going to. Okay. This is the Masters. Can you write something about the Masters? Sure. Can hey, you write? Well, write a, yeah. Write a drunken article while you're watching the Masters. About Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Well, Friday. Just about Dustin Johnson. Friday we have a staff meeting uh, at the bar. Yes. We have a staff meeting at the bar. Everybody's invited. <laughs> yeah. Noon. noon. Uh, because noon is the best time to drink. Yeah. Which yeah. staff meeting? Um, we don't need to do this on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, it is. Not, it's To me, it's. I, I've said it before. It's the best television event of the year. It what? Is. Absolutely. Yeah. You're also crack. Not just no. visually. No, but not he's right. Visually? Like, visually? My beautiful. body can take it. <laughs> Visually, it's it's fantastic. The, the The presentation is so relaxing. Jim Nance's voice gives me an erection. Oh, I'm not saying it, but the yeah. music. I'm not saying it's yeah. awesome. It's very enjoyable. I love the music. Actually, it's so like, yeah, and then like Tom Rinaldi's voice. Very Westworld. Yeah. Uh, no, I like. I enjoy watching the Masters, but it's not the most entertaining. Yeah, it is absolutely. Eh. Absolutely. No, you know what? Did you watch the last Super Bowl where like 20 points were scored? I'm, did I say anything about the Super Bowl? Just though? saying. So, but did I say the Super what's Bowl? What's better? What's better is a singular sport event than the Masters? Exhibition hockey. That's not a singular event. <laughs> and it's also trash. Uh, what's better? A singular event. We just experienced March Madness. That was a great game. Yeah. The finals to the March you, you mean March I mean, Madness, the tournament in general, or the final game? The final game? The final, the the final finals, game? The finals, yeah. I okay. mean, I'll, I'll get I had to watch Virginia win, so girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that I don't like Game Virginia. 7, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not the same well, type of event. We're talking about a week long journey through a fantastic, beautiful land, Augusta, Georgia, where young men and old men compete alike. Who can land the ball in the closest hole? The closest hole. The yeah. Masters. But they're all aiming for the same hole, so it's not there's no, there isn't multiple there, holes. There are, like, mul- there are multiple holes. There's actually eighteen of them. It's not, but it's not the clue. You're not aiming for the closest hole. <laughs> it's like the Barberette. Uh, the other night where there was one woman and all those old men were aiming for the same hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was that's golf. That's, that's, that golf. Was, that's uh, probably how golf was created. 
Did I ever tell you someone once asked me for a description of why I thought golf was the greatest sport, most challenging sport? It's not a sport, though. It is. Absolutely. No. It, it, the, the reason why it's the it's most challenging. Activity. The reason why it's the most challenging sport. It's a very challenging activity. But the reason why it's the most challenging sport. Activity. Is that it is the equivalent. Because you, you're, you're taking the two most crooked sticks, hitting the smallest ball. And your dick. Across the longest court, the longest field of any sport. Yeah, for sure. Into the smallest goal. It's very difficult. It's like two blindfolded virgins trying to find themselves in an orgy. Sure. Are you timing that? That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. It's like our, it's like our lap, uh, lap, uh, lap, track. lap track. Uh, so you're wrong. It's not a sport. I am right. It is a sport. It's it not. Is. Isn't it an Olympic sport? Look that up. It's not. Because I don't care about the Olympics. The Olympics lo- is not a sport. So is archery. Up, <laughs> archery? Well, I mean, so is sport competition? Because if so, no, what I'm saying sport. is that it's a physical e-sport. Act- so is esports a sport? No. Because it has sports in the name. <laughs> Poker so was if on I call golf, If I call golf, golf sports. <laughs> So, but sport doesn't mean physical activity. It's sporting. It's something that's sporting means it's, it's competition. Yeah, like uh, yeah. equestrian. You ever watch equestrian? Yeah, equestrian's not a sport. But the horse does all the work. But, but but horse, horse is working out. There's like some sort of calories burned. So there's calories burned during golf, but oh, then you consume more while you I'm drink I'm not them. saying that, that golf isn't hard. I play golf. I love golf. Yeah, you play it poorly. I play very we poorly. We all play it poorly. We all <laughs> play it poorly. That's why we're not playing on Sunday. Mm. Uh, that's the only reason. The only reason. Uh, but it's not, to me, it's not a sport. It's not a physically demanding. What is physically demanding? Is like it takes. No, John Daly's able to play. Yeah, yeah, no, but, no, but, so does, like, but so, what you're implying is that I'm able to play. No, you're not. Not at that level. Oh, not at that level. Because sure. to play as a professional golfer. Okay, cool. Chess. <laughs> it's sporting. Absolutely. It's not a sport. It's a sport. Absolutely. It, it's chess a sport. Look it up. I'm on it. This is where I defeat Terry. Cards and dancing's great. Cards. Sport. No, you're just you just <laughs> disagreeing with me on purpose to piss me off. I'm gonna piss on lawn bowling. Hey, it's bowling. Bowling is a sport. Bowling is more of a sport than golf. Ping pong. Oh yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, that's a sport. Chess is a two-player strategy board game played on a chessboard, a checkered game board with sixty-four squares. We know what the fuck we, game we know is. what chess is, but it didn't say the word sport in the first. Google, exactly. so it's not Google is chess a sport. Yeah, I just did, and that's the answer. Well, then find another answer that supports my my hypothesis. Okay, is peace right? I'll look it up. Uh, modern bias. internet searches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chess is a sport. I am not wrong. Google that. <laughs> <laughs> How am I not wrong? Dot com. That should be the site. We so our site's up. Is right, our site's up and running. Yes. Yeah, we have a staff of writers. Yep, that that happened quickly. <laughs> Uh, I, you know anyone anyone who's watching who or listening and and has been to the site you've seen Christian uh, Galvez Johnson uh, writing a ton of articles for us for uh, for hockey um, and we've had some contributions by Will Power uh, we added a new writer Brett Botkin will be joining us uh, shortly um, on the site as well so it should, we got some depth in there too it's pretty pretty exciting and we. W- if you want to go ahead and write for us, our inbox is open, so feel free to send us a message, and we'll, you can join the staff. At the moment, it's volunteer work. Yes. But what's good is, if you have impending uh, jail, j- jail time... Community service. You can use this as community service. Because you are helping us, the sporting community. As a matter of fact... The, the, comu- the community of sportsmen that includes chess players and golfers. And now, the news. If you want to write about jail, you can do it. Is building jails a sport? Because that's physically demanding. No, because there's no competition. So, check and make. No. <laughs> physically demanding. Magic Johnson. Competition. One of the most competitive 
athletes yeah. outside of golfers in the history of sports that includes chess. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's gone, though. Salut. Uh, he did say, he did say before the season, if he couldn't get it to work with LeBron James, he was going to quit. He's a man of his word. Season's not over. No, well, there's a game left. Which One, also, the timing, they, they the timing was ridiculous, yeah. by the way. I mean, the fact that he, that he chose to do that, the day that Wade and Nowitzki have their last last game, it's like he made the story all about himself. And it was just completely out of left field. I still cared more about Wade than the basketball exam. I don't care about Magic. Ma- Ma- I really don't give a fuck. Of course not. But the, yeah. that's the point is that he, he chose this opportunity of all of them to make the headlines about himself. And just it was just it was just a really it's weird thing. Because he doesn't have AIDS anymore, do. so he has to find something else. Uh, he didn't have AIDS. It was a, it HIV, was a positive. HIV, HIV positive. Um, no, turns no out there is a cure, but no he's having a ton of money. So. Well, you get the AIDS cocktail. The uh, the the thing with uh, I don't give a shit about with Magic Johnson. Johnson. I really don't care about him. So then don't say anything. Let us talk about it. <laughs> so, but teams keep making this mistake. We saw it with the Knicks and Phil Jackson. We saw it with it's pretty much the Magic same thing Johnson. as uh, with with Phil Jackson. And Phil so Jackson. I remember, I remember when it, when the story broke that he was uh, going to be hired as the uh, head of the Lakers. Um, that Navitar of ESPN said. Well, but what are his credentials that'll make him a successful GM? Dan and he got bastard. lit up for yeah. being racist. Yeah. And I was like, but that's that's just a question. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a statement saying I don't think you could do it. It's not a statement saying, oh, I don't think you could do it because he's black because that would be racist. <laughs> he said, I, I, he's a basketball player that doesn't make you a good GM. You know, you know they have the expression, people that can't play coach. I guess the other way around, the people that can play cannot Often coach. Often, guys who can play also cannot coach. And, and because Michael Jordan was a terrible coach. Michael so Jordan was a terrible and, executive and as well. Ma- look, so was Wayne Gretzky. Look, Ma- Magic Johnson coached and gave up. They, they ended the season on a 10-game losing streak, and he quit. And then when he was a broadcaster, same thing. It wasn't going well. He quit. When he had his own, his own talk show, it wasn't working well. He wasn't putting in the hours. I mean, the, thing, the, the fact of the matter is I feel like when I look at how people are, are, are portraying the situation, talking about it, they're making it seem like he's a big quitter and that, and that you know, what else could you, you have well, to you do with your life? But the, the fact is, <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, that's true. The, the fact is that he is so busy. I mean, this guy's a, he's a multi-billionaire. He has so many different he's organizations. He's got, he's got so many businesses. You know, it's just, it's, it's just that this, to be the, the basketball, the, uh, the, the guy cured AIDS, man. <laughs> But I mean, For it's himself. also it's yeah. like you got to be head of scouting. You got to be traveling all over the world to make to make relationships with people in like Lithuania. Like if you're not willing to do that, you're it's the wrong job for you. And but the thing is, when you're in LA, yeah, you don't have to do those things because you assume that people are going to come to you. And but that's, he, that's and he thought that his his name and bringing in LeBron James is going to get people to come. He wasn't able to get those guys to come. LeBron no. James probably said, "Listen, I don't know who's going to come next and year." He, yeah, and he said, "I don't want to. I don't want to stay and wait." And then it's a fucking failure next year. Then I get fired. Yeah. I'm just going to quit. So but the thing is that that's not true of L.A. anymore. Because first of all, you need to want to live in L.A. And that's not everyone's case. Secondly, you used to do that for exposure. Go to play in L.A. New York. Who's L.A. New York attracting right now? Nobody. Nobody. Who have they attracted? I mean, I tra- other oh, than LeBron York, James, New, who New we York. just know is there for Space Jam 2. No, New York is attracting... Uh, talent next year for sure Maybe. KD baby don't say for sure because KD James and Kyrie. Still there. I said it KD <laughs> and Kyrie are boy. both going yeah boy, boy James going. Dolan what's his track record championships overpaying for Melo yeah yeah alright then giving him a no trade co- contract and then he's gonna overpay for KD yeah, yeah. and also give him a no trade clause because well, you don't he have didn't to. learn less than the first time but KD's better so the, better. the the thing By the thing far. to consider yeah. too in his in his whole equation there's there's a lot of less attention that, that's being put on Rapalinka Rapalinka is 
kind of the Peter Baelish of this whole situation. He's been in the background. He hasn't. Did been you just Game of Thrones reference this Absolutely, shit? Absolutely, man. It's getting close, man. Look, he's been he's been in the background, kind of controlling. Yeah, he's 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 been kind of controlling like the the what's going on with all of these free agents they're trying to bring in. And if you remember, Magic Johnson got, uh, brought in a brought in a fine of five hundred thousand dollars because he talked about Paul George on live TV. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's been a lot of missteps. Um, I don't feel like that like that that Jeannie Buzz had any. Um, she she didn't really know what was going to happen, obviously, because he chose not to share that uh, that information with Jeannie Buzz at all. You know, Eagle, so, thank you for offering me candy, but I'm uh, our job is to speak in the show. And anyway, my my point, the last thing I want to say about Rob Palinka is that he has a lot to do with the firing of Magic Johnson. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, I, I just it's a, it's a why do you look so frustrated? Because you're making a shit ton of sound, <laughs> and I can't speak. I can't hear anything because you're you're munching. He just muted me, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, actually, he muted himself, so he, he can't, you can't hear him anymore. Eagle, uh, we have a clip. Yes, we do. It's in the script. We potentially have a clip. We have a clip. So while he loads it up, <laughs> while he loads it up, don't you find it kind of re- kind of crazy that he decides to have his own kind of weird press conference and talk about how he's going to leave, and he doesn't tell Genie Bus or any anyone else about his plans to quit the yeah. team, it's, it's, and then he says he's saying it's because he, he we're gonna he, she's gonna convince me to stay, and then I'm gonna cry, and it's hey, we li- we live in a culture where you just you just you just ghost. He just goes. You don't answer text anymore. I think it's perfect time for him to leave. It's, I saw a stat like they've only missed the playoffs five times in their sixty-five years or something, and they missed it another the, in the last five out of the last six years, something like that. Like it's crazy. If yeah. LeBron James would have stayed healthy, would he still have a job? Would, would he have stayed? Have would, yeah, no, but would Magic have stayed? I don't think it's based on the team's performance this current year. I think it's the fear of not being able to track. That's down it exactly. Point. That's exactly what it is. And you go. Uh, you got that video for us? Yeah. go back having fun. I, I, I want to go back being who I was before taking on this job. And, um, you know, we're halfway there with LeBron coming. I think this summer with that other star coming in, whoever's going to bring yeah, nobody in. That other star? They're going to overpay for your Maybe they know. ...to really contend for championship with the growth of the young player. So, Maybe he knows something. Um, she doesn't know Walter's I'm standing here because I know Ingram I has like a blood clot. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what young players he's talking about. He traded Zubak for nothing. He traded Zubak for like a bag of chips. You know, for, for, for that ball. Mike Muscala. Is, is Mike Muscala the, yeah. the guy with the horseshoe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're surrounding LeBron with a dude with a horseshoe? <laughs> it's a, it, it, the guy's good, but no, I mean, seriously, come on. Go get Kyle Korver because he can shoot and he has that gorgeous hair. There you go. His beautiful hair. Kyle Korver's a good looking man. But yeah. the fact is, nobody wants he's to. He's like a real life Teen Wolf. If Teen Wolf was more sexy. Yeah, he's a very but good How weird guy. is it that nobody wants to join the Lakers? It's not that weird. We don't know yet. It's the offseason hasn't hit yet. The only person that was considered was Davis through trade. Trade didn't work out because the Pelicans are greedy as fuck. And Paul George. Paul George chose not to resign with them. You know, they, they traded reports D'Angelo Russell for that. Because they didn't have, any, because they didn't have anybody when he was there. And reports are that uh, Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to go there either. He won't go there. I've, I, I've always said the contrary. I always said that Kawhi Leonard would leave Toronto, but I think he's going to stay in Toronto. I don't think he's going to leave. No? Why? You, yeah. it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great team. It's a well-run organization. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic again. Raptors, Toronto, Toronto whatever. Though. Next topic. <laughs> Wizards fire Ernie Grunfeld. Um, I... I don't even... Can someone explain to me... John Wall, wasn't he good? Like a second ago? 
Is that like? Well, it's because he got injured. I, it, it reminds always me, clubbing and drinking. No, that's problem. It reminds he's, me. He's heavy now. It reminds me so much of. But he's the only player they've had other than Gilbert Arenas in the last sixteen years that Grenfell's been there. That's even been decently good. And like he's so f- he was so head and shoulders above the level of Gilbert Arenas. Like no, Gilbert Arenas was a good player for Washington. He had a few good years, but you could tell he was a yeah. It's just he Gilbert Arenas did well because he had great opportunity. John mm-hmm. Wall did well, even surrounded by other players. Even when Bradley Beal got there, and now it's just he reminds me of like what happened with Derrick Rose. It's just his body just betrayed him. That's it. And and now with his most recent injury, John Wall had to get hurt fucking, right? That's why he's not... That's why it's this ridiculous story. Is like, oh, true? he slipped at home. I don't know. He's, he's hurt. He got hurt at home. And he just sort of texted the organization saying, hey, guys, I'm hurt. I'm out for the season. A little strange. Um, he's I was banging. The I was doing froggy position. Yeah. It's and always froggy. Froggy is the worst And I popped my Achilles. One one of the one of the biggest mistakes that um, that Ernie Grunfeld ever made, maybe the, one of the most notable ones, is that when he traded for Randy Foyer mm-hmm. and Mike Miller, and basically passed on Ricky Rubio, Steph Curry, Brandon Jennings, and Ty Lawson and Demar Derozan. So yeah, I mean, a lot of pe- a lot of other people passed on him though. Yeah, yeah. Th- I, that's for sure. But it turned out to be one of the worst decisions he ever Steph, made. And Steph Curry for a long time was a guy who couldn't play in the league because who shoots that many threes? Oh, now it's everyone because of Steph Curry. But yeah. also. I think I think what they saw is that in the East you're able to to build, you see it. So Milwaukee, Toronto, I mean Boston to a certain extent, uh, you're able to build something and do well. You know what I mean. So I think that they saw that and they're like, we need some fresh blood in here to get that new talent. They're not gonna be able to do it though with the way the cap structure. If you if you're if you're know. the Lakers or the Wizards, what's stopping you from taking? All of your chips, all of your money, and putting it on on Sam Presti are one of these advanced analytics type type of GMs. The, the problem is, or the guy from the Rockets, uh, his name escapes me. I'm, if, I'm on it. <laughs> if only you, there was a. If producer. only we had a guy <laughs> whose job it was to do that one thing and not play chess. Yeah. Do you guys find he looks like uh, an older Doctor Phil if he never lost his hair? Yeah, that's a good call. Mm. He played. Uh, I was Maury. actually checking Dar- his Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey or Sam Presti. Like, oh, what's yeah. stopping them from taking all their money and well, saying, well, you know. If you're Daryl Morey, why would you take, especially the Washington job, that, that why cap. Leave, why leave Houston? He has, he has, a, he has a max he has a max cap hit on John Wall that you're not going to be able to get rid of. It's, it's a bad contract. Keep it. You have no choice. You have to keep it. And you have to hope he's going to return to some level of, like, at this point, if you can get 15 points a night from John, from John Wall, you'll be happy. Yeah. Because he, just some level of production that symbols some level of success, if he, if he can help set up the other guys and, 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 and put up a decent amount of points a night, that, that would be success. But he's been unhealthy. He's, and he's, he's also out he's partying all games. the time. Like, there's people that, uh, like, people like that work in these clubs that say that he's out all night till like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but basketball's at night. So. I, I know, but that's, that's one of the things that we hear. And he looks super chunks now and all unkept. Yeah, I feel so like that, that, that's doing. part of the injuries, too, though. Because if, you, if you're having, like, especially a lot of leg, leg, leg and back injuries, it's hard to stay in shape in the NBA. In life. In life in general. But yeah, so I think I think that's something to be considered. I well. say that I'm out of shape because my hips hurt. <laughs> it's not because of the garbage that I eat. <laughs> I would say the reason. Go ahead, Eagle. Uh, I'm wait. out of shape because my jaw hurts from all the so, eating I do. <laughs> no, it's not from if all If you weren't the eating your stupid ass candy, you would have to take time on the mic to interrupt me. You could have just used the time I initially prepared for you. Listen back. You're a jackass. You know what, Eagle? You could talk whenever you want when I'm talking. 
Yeah, dude, you've been you've been munching <laughs> since you got here. You've yeah. been munching on candy since you got here. It's okay. Keep munching. Keep munching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's all I hear also. Don't do that shit anymore, man. That's what you would tell Antonio Brown if he was right here, right? Don't do that shit anymore. Antonio I wrote Brown. an article supporting Antonio Brown earlier this week. Okay, so a good one. I support yeah. I support content. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I support content. And he gives us a shitload. But do everybody else a favor and shut the fuck up. I just feel like I don't, I don't know why you'd say that because all he's doing is hurting himself. Like it's funny to me. Like, why why go after Juju? He, he did well, literally Juju's a jerk. Why? Well, first of all, he supports uh, Mike Tomlin, who keeps telling people to play without eyelids. Don't know what that means. Play without eyelids. Play without eyelids. Uh, not eyelids. 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 Oh, just keep your eyes open. Yeah. No blinking, man. No blinking. No. They got, they got, they got no eyelid philosophy. Okay. So that's the first thing. So I support second my is, coach. Okay, go. Second next. thing is. Next point. No, no, not my coach. Crazy coach who, who believes in no eyelids. Yeah. Also, have you ever seen Mike Tomlin blink? Uh, yeah, he has. I've, I actually looked it up. There's a bunch of gifts of him blinking. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's a thing that I did. So it turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> I would like to see one of those. The, the, the next thing it. is Juju and him on a pizza commercial. Pretty sure he did it to help Juju out because pizza is gross. They still think they still think a salad bar is a thing. They have the, the pit zone there? The yeah. cow zone? How's that? Looks Get out of my face. It looks so bad, I still want to buy it. Which you, yeah. I mean, look, we're going to leave here and go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> let's, be, let's be real. I don't even know where the closest Pizza Hut is here. No one could know that. <laughs> that I haven't not seen, a noble thing. I haven't seen a Pizza Hut in forever. Yeah. I have no, no idea who has where they are. Juju Smith Schuster because he's a jerk. So he's not a jerk. He's literally done no, nothing No, he's wrong. not at all. He, he's, he's a really sweetheart. I'm just taking one side here. Your job is to take the other side. See, look, he blinks. Oh. It's only when he turns his head. So he's like a robot. So maybe look, maybe he'll die. Maybe that's, but maybe, well, maybe that's why the message is dying in, in Pittsburgh. He keeps telling guys not to blink. He keeps blinking like a jerk. And and to add to, to add to this whole story, apparently Jack Del Rio came out of nowhere yeah, saying that, that he's saying like uh, yeah, Raiders better be careful about Antonio Brown. He you know he's he's gonna be such a distraction. You know, <laughs> which interesting is. He's never been a distraction in a season until last season, where he obviously did not get along. Well, there's also a time when when he live tweeted Mike Tomlin talking, which is kind of weird. Which whatever, who cares? It's pretty weird. And because the whole speech was Mike was Tomlin telling year. people to stay it was off. The same year, no, it was yeah. last year. No, no, it was Mike. Ta- Mike Tomlin was telling them the to week. get off the phone, and you know what? They, you know what? His speech is about. But listen, if you don't get on technology, if you're don't, not blinking, don't be, don't you have so much bad. more time to be on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, it's not. It's kind of like giving two messages here. So Antonio, Antonio Brown just needs to forget about the Steelers. But have you? Do you follow him? Do you follow him, him on Instagram or Twitter? He's on Twitter, constantly yeah. posting pictures of, of him shirtless. If I had his body, dude, I, I would be. I would be naked all the time. Well, what's wrong with my body? <laughs> well, I mean. Some people would like it. No, but uh, he's going after Juju. Like Juju did nothing wrong. Poor no, kid. no, he didn't. But did you see what Le'Veon Bell? Did you like, see what Le'Veon Bell did? Uh, he was telling him like to tone it down or no, something. No, no, Le'Veon Bell posted a screenshot of his conversation with James Conner. Fucking Pokemon, man! Wait, you were saying he look, look he screenshotted a conversation with him and James Conner, and how James Conner said, "Hey, uh, thanks for keeping like our names out of the media. Uh, you were never a guy to throw anybody under the bus. You're a great teammate." Uh, good for you for holding out, like kind of like a good like a yeah. good message. Yeah, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell is like, uh, I never I never want to expose a teammate, but this time I have to. And you see, it's like all supportive. So the the thing is, like, I just feel like Antonio Brown posting that picture of Juju Smith Schuster's uh, text message that just makes Antonio Brown look bad. Yeah, it makes so Juju look any, amazing. So why does anyone care? 
That's, that's what I'm saying. You, so why do it? Did you guys see that video? It's awesome for me. <laughs> as, as soon as Antonio Brown signed with the Raiders, there's this super weird video he posted on, uh, that him or Derek Carr posted online where it was Antonio Brown literally the next day uh, just randomly showing up to Derek Carr's house. Like it wasn't random at all. And they had this like super weird, awkward hug. And then there's, they, he's starting to hang out with his kids. And then they go and they, they start throwing the ball in the, in, in the, um, at, at the, in the football Whenever field. Whenever there's cameras the involved, it's full shit. Oh, it, it was so fake. And it was just so, it was just so lame. And it, it, the whole time when I was looking, I'm thinking, Derek the Raiders not pub- going to be there. The Raiders the publicist uh, started. And he will be there. Derek Carr. He's not. They're he getting rid of him. I'm telling you, he will. Uh, Eagle, you got to hit the news sound Derek uh, Carr, once again because we have breaking news. Derek Carr will happening be the right now. Coach, uh, the quarterback of the Raiders. Breaking news. Magic Johnson has it again. Ah, it's time for news, Terry. That's the thing I say whenever there's news, which is every week. This week we have extra news happening during our show. The CFL. Buys the Alouettes with uh, the intention of selling it to new owners. Nice. This is the second time in Montreal's hi- history that a team has been bought by a league only to potentially move them out of here. You think uh, you think there's a future for the Alouettes in town? Um, there's there very little privatized money in Montreal anymore. And there a lot of a lot of the big money people are going after uh, a new baseball franchise. And the thing is, is that the Alouettes don't really have their own stadium. They rent a stadium. They don't have their it's own practice facility. The worst stadium, stadium ever. They rent a practice facility. Terrible stadium. They're the only team in the CFL that doesn't have their own stadium with their own locker room and things like that. So I think that's the part of the money that – that's the part that needs to be addressed first. If they can't do that, then I don't see it coming back. There's still a huge market for Montreal. You have to have a team in Quebec. And, I mean, they, they could share a field with – if the Expos were to actually have a field, uh, build a new field – I feel like they can they they can merge because the seasons don't they don't intersect. If you're really? if you're a team and go, if you're bringing a team to the Major League Baseball, you want it to be your own stadium. Okay, because you don't want to fall into what the expo what the Olympic Stadium was before. Yeah, well, uh, this is a quick report by Didier Armjust. Uh, Armjust reported the league's goal is to sell the Alouettes uh, to a new ownership group by the beginning of the new season. Yeah, there is a few ownership groups that so are involved. So they, they yeah. might be sold to. S- so they might not even yeah, stay in exactly. Montreal. They might no, go somewhere No, but there else. is a report that Montreal businessman Clifford Stark yeah. will formally announce his intent to purchase the club well, on fuck, Thursday. We got Stark buying the team. No, he's already, he was, he's already been... Iron Man, bro. He's already been involved. It's been months. Like He's been trying to buy the team. I'm looking him up. Clifford Stark? Yeah, big yeah. time money Montreal guy. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Interesting times for the uh, for the Montreal Alouettes. That's what happens when you lose Johnny Menzel. <laughs> that's not what happens when you lose Johnny Menzel. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. When you lose two greats like the NBA did this week... Uh, with uh, D Wade and Dirk, although I don't know if Dirk did Dirk officially announce his retirement. Yes, he did, eh? it's official. Like something well, so like I, I think with Dirk Nowitzki, um, if he didn't announce his retirement, the team would have announced it for him. Oh, and Mar- he was uh, not looking good. Mark this Cuban specifically said he's like, "We are gonna retire your jersey, and we're gonna build a giant <laughs> badass statue as of well." Of course, why wouldn't they? Yeah, no, I mean because he brought he's the, a, a total of one top ten, top ten, top ten player. I think in, uh, in in a lot of different statistics in the NBA. Did you so. look up at one point? Dirk Nowitzki was given a whole bunch of beers by uh, by a brewery. Can you look up how many beers that was? Because it was an insane amount. Wait, you by want me to look up how many beers Pavel he Burry? has? He was given by a as a, as a promo. Pavel Burry? No, Dirk Nowitzki. No, by, by who? You said by Burry. By a, bre- by a brewery. A brewery. Oh, uh, 30, 000, uh, Bud Light gave him 30,000 beers. Yeah. In to, honor for of his like 30,000 points. It's a nice weekend for Dirk. For Dirk. 
<laughs> um, for us, it's one weekend. <laughs> so so losing weight, weight's weight's huge, man. Like, did you I, see that commercial, that Bud Light commercial? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I cried so hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a tear. I was in bed alone crying. Yeah. Like, so in the cold. I don't cry. I'm dry. Crocodile tears, right? I don't. I don't know. I know most people won't agree, and I hate doing like top ten, top five, top. To me, in my experience watching basketball and everything I know about basketball, Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. is the after Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. The best two guard I've ever seen play the game. It's stop saying Kobe. I understand. Kobe I was going to say Kobe. Okay. But a lot, a lot of people believe that to be the case. And look, people, I don't people measure championships. People measure first team uh, all defensive. But look, a lot of things Dwayne Wade d- does on defense are not necessarily things that, are affect, that affect the stat sheet. Exactly. In terms of like points. and he, he does have the most blocks for a two-guard all time. I don't disagree with you. According to Ranker.com, Dwayne Wade is ranked number three after Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and after him there's Allen Iverson, Jerry West, Clyde Drexler, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, I mean, McGrady. look, they're, they're all within no, he's the same realm, realm of whatever. In my opinion, he's the second best I've ever seen do it after Michael Jordan. 5,700 votes for uh, number yeah. three. Uh, I would, yeah, well, Dwayne Wade's one of the best players I've seen in my era. You know? He, like... What what he meant to the city, mm-hmm. what he did on the defensive side of the court, and I know Kobe had the reputation for being locked he up. He got drafted Miami. by Miami, right? He won yeah. three championships as well. He got drafted by Miami, right? Yeah, absolutely. he was. And yeah. He, out of Mar- he, Marquette. Marquette, he carried exactly. he carried Shaq and he carried LeBron, mm-hmm. and two of those championships where they were awful. In yeah, the and Shaq, I think that championship he was kind of like limping pretty much throughout the whole the whole time. So Dwayne Wade basically put him on his on his back, and he's got a hot wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you Gabrielle guys? Union. Did you see uh, Paul Pierce's reaction? Um, so he was on one of these NBA. Yeah, we shows. posted. We posted online. We posted on the hot sauce. I feed. didn't see it. Uh, so he was asked. Follow us, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should follow. I don't have anything, so I, I am hot sauce. I didn't see it. He uh, he follows. Uh, he was asked the question. Say, hey, um, who's who's this? Are you who's better, Paul Pierce or Dwayne Wade? He's like, obviously, it was me. And then he gets ripped apart by Jalen Rose of course. and Michelle Beadle on, on, on the broadcast. And but a why? Okay, so basket- they set him up for failure, though, yeah. right? Like yeah. he so has basketball to say players, himself. Basketball players—they're very uh, proud of themselves, right? Yes. It's always the, it's how they grew up, right? You're always playing one on one. That's how you, you succeed. In that's the league, it. It's, right? You've always been able to succeed that way. So it's like, so he's obviously going to come up and say, "I'm the best," but I respect Dwayne Wade. You, you know what I mean? It's just like Kobe when they asked him, "Who out of these three players?" Who's the best of all time? Rank the best of all time. Kobe, LeBron, or MJ? And he had to say MJ. Uh, no, he, he said, for, I'm first best, and they're second best, or whatever it is. So. And the other thing is, at 37 years old, he's still the best player on the Heat. Who? Oh, yeah. Dwayne Wade. Coming off the bench. So who's, who's, your, uh, who's the, co- the best comparable to uh, Dwayne Wade right I, now? I would say, oh, you mean right now in the yeah. league? I'll look it up. In the got, v- yeah, in the, play it. Wait, in, in the, let's, um, let's hear. All NBA first team twice. Paul hasn't done it. He made I love Jalen Rose. All NBA eight times to your four. He made all defensive team three times to your zero. This is after he said it? We added in the music. He won a scoring title. You weren't able to win a scoring title. I love Jalen Rose. Um, yeah, so who's I have, I have somebody in mind that was talking with a – a friend of ours actually this weekend, and he uh, well, he brought I, up a name I that I like. You know, it's it's funny that when I watch Luka Doncic play, mm-hmm. he reminds me of of, of prime Dirk. Dwayne Wade. Yes, There's so no. many flashes, a lot of the same moves. It, it's crazy. Luka like Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's the closest. There's there's the pump fake. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's Malcolm Brogdon too from Milwaukee who's yeah. injured. The thing is, the games change a lot. Like 
Dwayne Wade just he was a guy who would come down the court full speed, stop on a dime, pull up for a mid range jumper. That so, doesn't exist anymore. So Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell to a degree as well, yeah. Yeah. Um but is his dedication to not only the defensive side of the field, the court, but also the way he adapted his game through time. Mm-hmm. Um, just to me, is absolutely amazing. And I, I don't know. I think to see these guys in the second phase of this career, their careers, that'll tell us if any of them can measure up to the greatness that is Dwayne Wade. But, but there's some things about Dwayne's, Dwayne Wade's career that, that kind of depresses me a little bit. Like, for example, the first year where, where they were all the big three were together, where they lost to them, the Mavericks, I mm-hmm. felt like, like they they had things rolling. Game one, they they pretty much dismantled the the Mavericks. But why? He's won three championships. He could have had more. I mean, this they, I get it, but he still. It's, we're not we're not thinking about that as like yeah, a, as a black. What, what mark else on I was going to say is another thing is the way everything ended last night. So you know, oh, the game, the game the finishes. He tries to jump onto onto the top of the announcer yeah, table. He salvaged like falls. He salvaged himself. He also like has been getting like blo- rejected by the rim for the last few years. Yeah. That's um, old age. It's been tough. It's been and, tough. and there was a stint in, it, w- with the with the Bulls that was awful. Yeah, it's Cavs. Like, mm. Can we just get rid of the Bulls? Like, just they have a great history. Their their future is not going to be great for a long time. I, I like I like that he went back to Miami to finish. That was yeah. cool. That was good. I, I mean, I kind of wish he never left. But look, no, they, but it they, wasn't up to him. He yeah. he felt uh, Pat Riley wanted him to retire. We had a ready. we had a bizarre experience, bizarre basketball experience the other night. It was the uh, NCAA finals. Oh, so weird. there was no power across mm. the city. Weird night. Uh, we you guys came to our house, to mm. my house. Uh, we we're gonna have a watch party there, and then we, as soon as we sat down, wings are in the oven, pizzas ordered, beers in our hands. As soon as we sat down to watch a g- great college basketball game, power shuts off. We have to wait for the pizza to arrive. Scramble to a bar. Uh, the bar was awful. Yeah. It smelled what I think heroin smells like. My, in my article, it says it smelled like the inside of a crack pipe. Yep. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, that's it. pretty close. It, uh, it was awful. It was awful. The, uh, the, 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 there was no sound for the game, but there was the sounds of the... Uh, old men. The slot machines in the back room. The sound of the old men fondling the young waitresses. Yeah, yeah it was so weird. And uh, your thoughts quickly on the game. We've been spending a month talking about March Madness. It's been amazing. It was a great game. I like the way it ended. That uh, block. That block at the end on, uh, on Culver was nasty. Uh, who was it, Diakite they did, or was it uh, Hunter? That block. I, I think it was. Him. I'm. I'm gonna say Hunter, but I'll find. I out. want to say Hunter too, but. Uh, but yeah, and Culver's gonna be. A, it's, it's reported he's gonna be a lottery pick. This yeah, he's gonna be a lottery. So like, pick, it would have sure. been so fitting for him to make to, to make na- that yeah, shot to at the hoop. Um, I was go- I was rooting for Texas Tech. You know, I'm I'm always a fan of an underdog. It just you know, but Virginia played a very good. Uh, had a very good tournament. Their de- defense, Blech. defensively, they're excellent. Uh, Texas Tech left DeAndre Hunter wide open for some reason. They went three on one. They bounced it out to DeAndre Hunter on that play, on the three point so he could take the lead, and from then it was over. Not to sure. mention they went twelve for twelve on the free throws. The free throws, the there five you go. Minutes. Huge, hmm. huge. It's uh, honestly, it was. It showed the difference between a big program and a and a small school. Like once it got to overtime, there's not a soul in this world who thought Texas Tech was going to win that game. That's it. It just uh, you knew at some point. Uh, look, the Virginia is the big dog, and this is why. And it wasn't wasn't Virginia losing their first game to Garter Webb by like a good and like they, 20 and they points. lost. They were the only one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed last season. Yeah, so they, they've they've had their um, the troubles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna we're gonna break for a second. Uh, when we come back, we'll come back with our interview with Stefan Savage Paulson. Yes, um, he's a wrestler. Yes, we're gonna talk to him about uh, his experience in wrestling. Uh, his path, as well as WrestleMania that just passed, and vintage wrestling video games because they were awesome. 
and uh, you can uh, you can you can subscribe. Yeah, you can always subscribe. subscribe. They get the shows, then they choose to listen to it or yeah, subscribe not. on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And then follow us at Hot Sauce Sports on every social media. No one, uh, you can't be oversubscribed because that's not a word. Exactly. So, so subscribe just the amount of, right amount of time. Be a word. And uh, Steph? Of course. Yeah, I uh, took all seven hours in <laughs> and uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was long. Yeah, for sure. But that's what it is. Right? That's that's WrestleMania. That's everybody takes their time. Everybody takes a day off to watch it. What did you think of uh, the event? I, uh, there was a lot of, everything I read online, everybody, not a lot of people were... Uh, we're fans of it. Um, well, I, as a professional wrestler, I watch wrestling now not only as a fan but as uh, someone that works in the business. And if I was to grade it as a fan, I would most likely give it uh, like a B plus, B B plus. But as someone that you know is enthralled in the business and you know every day, day in and day out, more like you know maybe like a C minus. You know, it it, it, it was. It was okay. It wasn't the best WrestleMania I've ever seen, but it was definitely not by far the worst. You know, the length of it uh, tends to play in why I I disliked it a little bit. Uh, I think that's most people's uh, complaint about WrestleMania is that now it just runs too long. But mm-hmm. all in all, I think um, if you look at it as point view at a point of view from the business side uh their storylines were all advanced and going forward with the uh the shake-up that's coming next week so i think that their main primary goal was um was that and they accomplished that uh as far as putting on great matches some matches were great and some were you know could have been better so what did you think of uh, Undertaker making his surprise return and the rumors that uh, he may once again be returning for like a little comeback tour? Just give it up, man. Um, I think there's a reason why he came back on Raw and not at, uh, not at WrestleMania. Uh, I believe that um, at the end of the day, Undertaker has been a company man for since day one that he signed with WWE. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I know there was rumors that he might go to AEW and that actually he had signed some 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 sort of uh some thing that he was going to attend some sort of event for them, but uh at the end of the day I think he's he's going to stick around with the WWE as far as having a comeback. I could see him make a few appearances here and there like he did on Monday, but as far as a, a, a any type of match I mean, for me personally, I don't want to see it. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of people tend to think that it's about time that he hangs it up and that uh, we might, it might be time. At the end of the day, he's going to have one last match. And I think it's, about, it, it, it's coming about that time that uh, they should announce it and uh, build towards him uh, having one final, uh, one final big match in the so- WWE. So you're a pro wrestler. You know what it takes to, uh, you know, take the beatings every day, training. You know, it's not it's not easy, right? Just because it's, you know, it could be scripted at times. You know what I mean? It's not it's not an of easy course. job for sure not, right? So Undertaker is pushing 60, if not. Mm. How the hell is he still able to do it? Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. He looks I, stiff. He can't move. Because he's 60. Look, at, yeah. <laughs> to be fair. At the end of the day, he is getting up there in age. He's been doing it 
for a long time. He did it for the majority of his career in a time where uh, the training and nutrition and all that weren't what it is today. Uh, a lot of professional wrestlers, uh, either it be on you know in the WWE, New Japan, or like just on the indie scene, people take it a bit more seriously when it comes down to nutrition, training, and recuperation and all that kind of jazz. Um, he came up in a time where it was 300 days on the road. Uh, drinking beer almost every night with the yeah. boys <laughs> and putting your body through day in and day out. Just, you know, you're in the ring. Look, I do it every, I'm at a point now that I've mostly wrestled every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend. And on weekends where I have to wrestle, you know, Saturday and sometimes Sunday, I, when, by the time I get home on Sunday, uh, not, physically uh, I'm beat up. But emotionally, and I'm drained because there's traveling involved. Uh, for me personally, I'm away from my family. I'm away from the people that I love. And, and it takes a toll after a while. It's a sacrifice we're all ready to do and make, and we, we do it every weekend. But, you know, physically, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. And, and Taker, I think, I think the style of wrestling that he's used through the, the years, being a big man, but not like a like a out of shape big man like he's always been like six foot ten like pretty much like you know tone and fit it's helped him throughout his career he's taken some big bumps but the style of wrestling he puts on in a match is not one of let's say a lot of the the new guys now like the daniel bryan and the, and the, the high impact so i think that is the main reason that he's able to do it almost now in his 50s and still be able to walk up and and be able to to perform in the ring you know so what what i gotta give uh the guys at wwe credit for is uh i i kind of felt like when i was really 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 into wrestling it was sort of like what we all consider sort of this golden age of wrestling Mm -hmm. um and then it went through a lull and i i just assumed it was always one of those things that it will have gone away over time you know like it was cool when it was ecw wcw uh, wwf back in the day and now it yeah. just felt like, okay, well, this will dwindle into nothing, and it's completely reinvented itself. Yeah. But for me, the question I have is, going back to that first day of Golden Age, uh, what was your favorite wrestling video game? Because for me, it was oh, yeah. WCW, NWO, Revenge. Revenge, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. The best one of all time, in my opinion. Was that now Nintendo 64? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that, was, that must have been my favorite. I think that was, what, in the late 90s? Like yeah. 98, 99? Yeah, yeah exactly, there, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that 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 must. Yeah, I played that one uh, quite a bit. Um, I mean, I played I played the one I played the arcade game back in like the early nineties. Nice. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still always yeah. take Typhoon I mean, for no reason. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I loved him in that game. <laughs> him and Ultimate Warrior, my favorite two favorite. But like Ultimate Warrior makes sense. Why would anybody take Typhoon? I always took Typhoon. Yeah. <laughs> what about Earthquake? Do you guys do you guys remember Saturday Night Slam Masters? No, vaguely. Oh, yeah, I that's vaguely good. That was a good one. What that is was that? A good one. I would be able to play it until uh, like about nine p.m. and then. Uh, if, if Which I one that, is that one? It, it was um, it was called Saturday Night Slam Masters, nineteen ninety four. Capcom. But they weren't they weren't real wrestlers. They were like uh, they were kind of made oh, up. Oh, the one yeah. with the, the pink and the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, knock, yeah. It was like knockoff wrestlers. I never it it felt game. like Street Fighter, basically. Yeah, I never yeah, yeah. this game. 
It was pretty. There's was, one that that one that I played a lot. Also was uh, uh, Capcom WrestleMania. I think it was Capcom. I oh, believe the maker. It was WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. But the thing is, it had like the like the uh, the state like the ring, and it was like immovable. Like nothing moved in the ring. And just, <laughs> guys would just come in. They would slide. Oh in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. I played a lot of that on the on arcade. There was an arcade uh, place back home, and it, they had the machine. I used to play all the time. Nothing's better than uh, Revenge, though. The Battle Royale. Yeah. I, used to, I used to love taking Conan and do the Tequila Sunrise. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Uh, so you used to fight. You used to fight MMA. You switched yeah. to pro wrestling. Uh, yeah. We all love or hate Ronda Rousey. Uh, after you've seen her, it's been about a year. She's been on the scene. Uh, what do you think yeah. of her so far? Uh, in ring, I am, uh, blown away on, um, she reminds me of Kurt Angle. It's exactly, if I was going to grade her on her in ring talent, That's high praise. um, the, uh, it, the, the fact that she's able to, here's the thing. Um, you have to look past, uh, the way she moves, the way she presents herself in the ring, certain moves. If you really look at her moveset, it's very limited, yeah. but the the fact that they were able to put her in a main event spot so quickly, basically from day one, uh, and have matches in that spot, either it be on Raw or at a pay-per-view, is what makes it, um, which is what blows my mind, in my opinion, because as a, as a pro wrestler, you got to make your way up and you, there's so many things to learn. I mean, I mean, it's not just the physical act, but it's everything, the, the psychology of wrestling and, and the fan interaction, the, the, the important things. She has that. I mean, you could tell that she puts in the work outside of the ring to understand and study wrestling. It shows. So as far as your credential and the way she performs in the ring, I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I don't think if anybody really sits there and thinks about it and knows the business, they really can't say anything bad on that aspect of her game. As far as the rest, the outside, the, the, the mic work and that, that for everybody, for most people is what is, is the hardest. Some people just can't cut promos. It's never in their DNA. It's never going to be, no matter how hard. The minute you put a mic in their hand or a camera in their face, it's game over. They just brutal at it. He is. He's improved, but yes. And the thing with WWE that I think people kind of either don't know or don't understand is that a lot of the times when they're asked to go out there in front of a crowd, it's scripted from A to Z. They give you bullet points. You got to hit on every bullet point and you have to start the, the promo here and end it here. You have to make your way. It has to make sense. They practice it in front of, you know, so when it's scripted and you're already someone that is not good on the mic, then it comes off as scripted mm. and people have a hard time connecting with something that is scripted. Well, For example, like if you, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it just it, you're taking someone. First of all, you, you need to be, a, you know, peak athletic, be a peak athletic form. Then on top of that, you're expecting these people who have not spent a lifetime learning how to act mm -hmm. to then learn how to act. And in the case, yeah. let's say of, of converted MMA fighters like Ronda Rousey, mm -hmm. it was never really part of 
the job necessarily to be an actor in terms of taking in a script and being able to l- to deliver it in front of, 10, front of the camera and in front five. of people. Yeah. yeah, not only in front of camera, it's true, but you're also a live performer yeah. too. Yeah, but those cornrows yeah. though. <laughs> Terrible cornrows. The thing, the thing in MMA is that if you're going to speak in front of a camera, you're doing it the day before, the week before, the month before. You're you're prepared. They have people that prepare you how to speak to the media, either microphone, cameras, or at a press conference, sort that type of thing. In wrestling, you have those, you know, like we all cut promos uh, behind the scenes. And it, but when you're when you're put in front of a live crowd and you you have no idea, you can you can kind of formulate like, oh, the crowd is going to react like this or they're going to react like that, but you really can't. Like for sure, a hundred percent no. So you have to kind of. The thing about pro wrestling is that you're right. Like you can be the most physical, gifted, physically gifted person and be so good in the ring, but be so bad at connecting with the crowd and being able. Um, you have to be able to um, get the people to react emotionally, uh, either good or bad. And it's a, it's a part of wrestling. You have to be able to convey those emotions and those those the acts in the ring, so that the people in the crowd can can either react positively or negatively. But you want them to to do so based on what you're doing in the ring or what you're saying. You never want them to boo you before you've done or said anything, nice. because then you're just booing the person, <laughs> the wrestler. And Rousey is 50-50. Yeah. He just, people either love her or hate her. Mm-hmm. He, it was the same thing in MMA. People were like, you're either a fan or you're not a fan. It's black or white with her. When she came to wrestling, I think that there was enough time um, in between her MMA career and the wrestling career. I think they kind of were... They, WWE did a really good job at, at kind of making as if her MMA career towards the end of her career didn't never happen when she got destroyed by Amanda Nunes, when she got knocked the fuck out by, uh, uh, by Holmes, they, you know, they made, they did a good job so that people didn't constantly think about that. They just saw her as a badass, and in the ring, it showed. You're like, God damn, like, she could really kick some ass, and she, she was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Facials were good and everything, but then when you put a mic in her hand, it was, she spoke so fast, she didn't take time to breathe, she didn't let the, time for the audience to to grasp what she was saying and to sit on it and go ooh or ah or boo or yay it, it was just uh it was from a to z i'm done i'm dropping the mic and i'm gone and yeah. i think i think it was it was a bit rough for her but all in all i think if you look at the the the, the last i don't know whatever 12 months or if you want to from the first time she stepped into the ring to to now to wrestlemania there's, I mean, like I said, Kurt Angle, first 12 months, won all these titles and was a top guy. And she was a main event player from day one. And uh, it's rare in the game. Obviously, her credentials from her past and from her MMA career uh, it totally has something to do with it. But at the end of the day, when you're a pro wrestler, they don't go easy on you. The guys in the back don't go easy on you. And they, they'll fucking tell you, like, Yo, you ain't shit until yeah. you've done good in that ring as far as our business yeah, is of concerned. Course. Stefan Paulson joining us on Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, he joins us from uh, Torture Chamber. Stefan, you're uh, also, when you're not in the ring, when you're not training, uh, you're also a Steelers fan. 
Uh, we've been laughing oh at the awesomeness <laughs> oh boy. that is Antonio Brown. Uh, but I imagine I you're not, not you're not thinking the same way, right? <laughs> Steph's like, don't Listen, get me started on the Steelers. <laughs> Antonio Brown um, is a, is a straight clown, and um, a lot of people want to shit. And it's it's listen, Antonio Brown ain't a fan of him no more. He he moved on. Uh, when he moved on, I tweeted. I said, listen, I wish nothing but but good luck. You, you, you know there was drama within. There was no there was no mending anything with the Steelers. Good riddance. Go on. Be great somewhere else. But now what he's doing? I mean. Listen, there, there's something more there, and I think a lot of people are mentioning, like, in my opinion, if you really look at it, like, there, he took some big shots to the head, and I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I think there's something that, that really needs to... There's a screw loose there. To, to really, he really needs to take something in consideration, because uh, he's making himself look like a fool, and uh, yeah, I don't understand about... how his teammates in, the, uh, in Oakland are going to trust him if they know what, he, what type of character he is. You know no, what we, I mean? We, we talked about that earlier in the show, is that like it, this type of character seemed to have come out of nowhere from him. He wasn't like this before, and you know what? That, that's an interesting point, is these guys take a lot of hits, and we don't know how it affects you, and yeah. in this case, and it's definitely uh, something that could be a contributing factor. Well, do you remember when he hit. took the hit from Burfecht in, uh, yeah. was it, was yeah. it, was another, it another was in the Walker game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, yeah. it was in the wildcard game, right? That was two years ago. Yeah. And if you look at his track record from then on, or when he came back from then, the next season, his off-the-field demeanor wasn't the same anymore. And it was, if you look at how he dresses, how he paints his mustache. Gold mustache, like, yes. Like, look, I grew, up, I grew up in the 90s as a teenager, I remember the Deion Sanders and I remember the flashiness, but he did it in a way where it was him, him and him. He wasn't throwing anybody under the bus. Yeah, but they didn't have he Twitter was, back he then. Was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So now he has this social media and he's on there and he's making himself look like, a, I, I, honestly, you, you can't really tell what goes on in his head and it could be a factor, it can't be, it, it couldn't be a factor, whatever the case may be. And, but, at the end of the day, my thing with him or anybody is that he's on a new team. He hasn't played one down with Oakland yet, and there's already all this drama uh, uh, surrounding him. So what do you think his teammates are going to be like? Yo, we're here to play football, and you're bringing all this drama already? Or maybe he's doing what Tom Brady does, and he puts all the attention on him, so he takes the pressure away from the rest of his teammates. Get out of here. Tom Brady yeah, so does that in the Super Bowl. What he does really is he takes he all the steroids. That? He takes yeah. all the steroids. <laughs> and everyone's like, he's clearly on steroids. Yeah. And then uh, nobody, nobody looks at, well, Gronk is basically a, uh, a uh, clini- cool. clinical trial gone wrong. That's it, exactly. And we're allowing him to play. So That's it. He's a polar bear that plays football. Yeah. Gronk, yeah. that's all he is. Yeah, Gronk, yeah, right? But, and and let, look, I, I think we can all agree that Gronk is going to play football again. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, he's going to wrestling. You don't think so? He's going to wrestling. No, I don't. I think, WWE I I think his body is pretty yeah, worn down. I think you're right, but I think a, a year off can uh, fix a lot of. Do you uh, do you, uh, do you see him in uh, WWE? Do you, do you think he'd be he'd be a good fit? I think he would be. Uh, look, I think it'd be a great fit as far as uh, selling tickets, as far as an in ring performer. 
I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see him. I don't see it either. I don't see it for a lot of. It's very. It's a, it's hard, man. It's a hard business. Well, the way uh, he, he mispronounces words will be the best thing ever. So. That's it exactly. I'm not saying he's not athletically gifted. He's he's he is, a freak yeah. athlete. I'm just saying um, a lot of these athletes do not understand uh, the work that goes behind being a professional wrestler. Uh, it's a lot more than just the physical aspect of it. Well, it's, I see it on your Instagram. You see all those promos that you make. You're one of my favorite Instagram followers. All the promos <clears> that you cut and all those things, it's a different, uh, it's a different side of you. It, it's extremely time-consuming. Here's the thing with pro wrestling is that uh, the people that aren't in the business that just watch it as a fan watch the end product. They sit down in front of their couch on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, you know, and on Sundays, once every couple of weeks. And they see, they watch matches, they see the product that's put in front of them. They don't see the work behind it. So exactly. as a pro wrestler myself, I, when I started, you know, it was, holy shit, like, like there's a lot more that goes on. There's, there's, obvious, there's obvious politics, like any sports or any venture. Then there's the work, like you said, the, the, the promos and the psychology and how you can portray yourself for, uh, you know, outside of the ring so that when you, when you do step into the ring, people don't go, oh, well, no, nah, he's really like this, but, you know, this is really just the characters. Playing. Like, like, you know me, Terry, we've known each other for a while. Like, I, when I step into the ring, I, it's me turned up to, to 15. That's basically yeah. what it is, you know. It's it's I, I don't really play a gimmick. It's it's myself based on my uh, based on my traits and and what I'm able to bring inside the ring. And there's there's so many aspects of it. And I think Gronk would would be would be great at the physical aspect, but when it would come down to put in the work, if he thinks. Putting in the work and and physically in the NFL, there's nothing like it. It's it's a grime. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. But the traveling, the the this and the yeah. that and the, I mean WWE is such a machine. Uh, it, 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 they have so many shows on their network that record and this and that. It, they're an empire. Yeah, it, they're not like any other wrestling business. If you take WWE compared to any other promotion in the world, it's two different things. They run seven, the five, six, six plus hours of television every week. Five of those are on cable television. It's it's only soap operas run more hours a week, I believe, than 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 them, you know, or like game shows and, and shit like that. So it's it's a big big production that have a lot of money and a lot of people involved in it, Absolutely. and you can't let any of those people down. Yeah, Dana Monaconda is absolutely impressive. Uh, thank you, Stefan, uh, for joining us. Stefan Paulson, uh, again, joining us from Torture Chamber. Uh, soon, hopefully, we'll see him maybe fighting off drunk in a WWE <laughs> ring. We'll see, we'll see if that day comes. If not, though, all the best to you, brother. Thanks. Hey, can I just plug uh, one date for uh, absolutely. One of my shows, if you guys don't mind? Yeah, uh, May 4th is uh, Montreal Mayhem here in Montreal on Monk at uh, Paradox Theater. Um, Montreal Mayhem is a show that is presented by Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling Dojo, and it's basically our WrestleMania for the year. It's where all the storylines 
you, you know, either end or begin, but it's our WrestleMania. And so it's on May 4th. There's still a few tickets available, $25, uh, $20 uh, per ticket. And uh, it's May 4th. It's at Paradox Theater. Check it out. You can check the Facebook page for uh, Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling Dojo, or you can check me out on Instagram. I, uh, I post a lot about it. Uh, I'll be posting a lot about it in the next few weeks, so at Savage Paulson. Yeah, so Savage, thanks for joining us. Have a great day, and definitely uh, check out his event and check him out with Torture Chamber Wrestling Dojo. Thanks very much. Have a, have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having thanks, me on. I thanks, appreciate everybody. it. Thanks. Much love. And uh, you can uh, you can you can subscribe. Yeah, you can always subscribe. subscribe. They get the shows, then they choose to listen to it or yeah, subscribe not. on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then follow us at Hot Sauce Sports on every social media. No one, uh, you can't be oversubscribed because that's not a word. Exactly. So, so subscribe just amount of right amount of time. Be a word. Thriving as a pro wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Peace, Terry, with you at Hot Sauce Sports, uh, Duke. Yeah, man. You're here as well, and you got some rapid fire for us, don't I you? I do. I, we already went over the first one, which is March Madness. All right. So we'll move on to the next one? Screw you. Nice. No. Sorry, no. I, didn't re- I didn't recognize the new format. This is RF. You never recognize any formats. No more Cubans in baseball. Yeah, so uh, according to uh, the American government, uh, government. This, the, this, the, allo- the allowing of human beings to play a sport is... Is violates their trade embargo with Cuba. Yes. Yeah. So what they're saying is baseball is human trafficking, pretty much. No, but it's the way that they go about it. No, because the Cuban Baseball Federation is part of the government. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you can't. So yeah, but how? How? The, like this is for a lot of people. It's their chance to exile from a country where they're not happy with the conditions. But we they're not exiled though, because they do take a percentage. Like Yoel Romero, example, mm-hmm. he can go back and forth. Puig can go back and forth. Yeah. So you're well, but allows. So when I say exile, it yeah. allows them the opportunity to leave the country freely. Yeah, exactly. Which is not easy to do and make and make good money and make good money. Absolutely, yeah. and, and we see it. We see it uh, in countries like China, where they pay the government yeah. to be able to leave to study elsewhere. Yeah, and to hopefully uh, start a new life in another country because they want a life that's different from the life experience they have in countries that you can have whatever feelings you have about those and, countries um, they, they this is a, their opportunity to have a different experience absolutely. with a better or worse and, and a similar thing happens in China with, with their basketball players I think uh, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, a lot of them have to pay the yeah. government that's, that's to get not, it'll end up getting it'll end up getting fixed it's not unique to yeah It'll end up getting fixed anyway. But no, but what is unique is the is their trade agreements between Cuba and the United States. And the thing is, you can't build a wall in China because it's already there. But should politics be involved <laughs> in sports? Nope. But lar- largely, unfortunately, it is. Yeah. Fights in baseball. Not enough of them. Not enough. We Not enough more. of them. Yes, LP went after the whole Pirates lineup, and yeah. we got so many Taiwanese followers now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest thing. So I, one thing I learned is apparently people from Taiwan love baseball fights, which makes Taiwan my new favorite place in the world. Oh, yeah, I love a good how baseball fight. How about we just do it? We go road trip live yeah. in Taiwan. Okay, well, that wouldn't be a road trip, Terry. Because a fly trip. <laughs> fucking drive there. <laughs> it would be a trip. Yeah. Um, I so feel yeah. like you don't understand what the hot sauce budget is. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite baseball fight of all time? Uh, there was one where I don't remember. Look it up. Where uh, the pitch went by, and the batter kicked the the catcher, the, the catcher in the chest, and then it ran towards the pitcher because he the knew the catcher was going to follow him. Yeah, f- I think that was Armando Benitez. Yeah, I think it was. I'll look it up. You can't go wrong with Nolan Ryan the headlock punching in the in the that's, top that's of the head. That's classic too. Or you can't go wrong with Pedro Martinez one, two, or three. 
Look, guys, <laughs> the, the, the fact is Touch that the, the fact is exactly. that this is a really good topic of conversation because we're, yeah, we actually have an article coming out soon that's going to be the top 10 baseball fights of all time. There you go. Now, Who's writing it? Not me. Uh, I'm, I'm taking care of it. This is a point of passion for me. Yeah. Robots, uh, motels, and baseball fights. You got it, bud. That's the name of your memoir. You're, nice. you're a chameleon. Uh, yeah. Hate those chameleons. Uh, so, Alex Rodriguez, Jason Veritek. Oh, that's a good Fantastic. one. Fantastic. I remember that. George Bell, uh, Aaron Seeley, and uh, Mo Vaughn. That that's, that's an old school that's one. That's an old school one, yeah. Uh, but the one that I remember is uh, Pedro Martinez and the, the coach from the Yankees. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, he and threw then, him down. Art, and, then uh, the co- and then that coach, I forget his name from the Yankees. He started he's crying. Like, he's crying during a press family? conference. Yeah. yeah. Well, why uh, run after somebody? Well, your family's Zimmer. in pain. Zimmer. Didn't get was, uh, knocked out by Pedro Martinez. But why are you running after him anyway? Whatever. But maybe the best, best, most memorable one was Ozzy Bautista getting smacked in the face. Oh yeah, remember by that? Elvin Andrew, uh, Elvis Andrews. Yes, that was just a straight shot. Cracked him hard. Straight that was a shot, nice one, yeah. and the sunglasses went flying. Oh, and then there was Bryce Harper, Rolodex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, sorry. When you can't get an RBI, you start a fight. I know exactly. this is supposed to be rapid, but let's not forget Nolan Ryan there holding was. Robin Ventura in a. Uh, but yeah, but uh, in a in, in a headlock. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that one. Active, I was listening. I was active listening. listening, not your strongs. <laughs> oh, uh, it's uh, Rugnet Odor, by the way. Exactly. And, uh, okay, there we go. All right, next topic. The next topic is rapid fire. <laughs> Not so rapid. Slow fire. Rapid. Slow burn. Slow burn. Slow burn. Uh, Aaron, so Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Mike McCarthy, chapter number two. Ella. So, uh, <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers said that he played with an injury, a broken leg, all year. Do you believe it? Um, I know he wasn't right. It's obvious. Like if you watch the games, he wasn't yeah. right. Uh, I, I mean, and practice. Look. A broken leg can mean a lot of things. It doesn't mean his leg was dangling off. No, uh, it, it was a fracture. It was a fracture. It was a tibial plateau. Yeah, and an MCL sprain. I just, I, I feel like he's a guy who speaks his mind, and because of that, people are like he's selfish. But yeah. like, selfish people don't uh, put their health at risk. It's also his body language. Yeah, I he's guess, a he's an ultimate competitor. Yes. Should Mike McCarthy have benched him? No, because Mike McCarthy should have quit because he's a terrible head coach. Ah, okay. He's an incompetent head coach. Different, different situation. And Rodgers did come out recently uh, in response to the Bleacher Report article and called it a whole lot of hogwash. 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 Yeah, I like it. You sure that wasn't Andrew Luck in disguise? <laughs> because that sounds more like Andrew Luck's uh, I, I added terminology. That. I added that word in just right. for a little flair. Next up, NHL lottery. Lose for Hughes. So, yeah, so... Uh, Jack Hughes? The, yeah, Jack Hughes. Oh. So, the uh, NHL had their draft lottery this week. New Jersey Devils are getting the first overall pick. Essentially, they probably will be drafting Jack Hughes, the phenom American. Uh, at the beginning of the year, everybody was saying, lose for Hughes, lose for Hughes. Who's going to get the first overall pick? And it ended up falling, falling to the New Jersey Devils. You assume that they're going to want to put some uh, butts in the seats because they don't really fill up. So they'll probably take Jack Hughes. How, uh, Great player. How quick do you think we'll see him in the, in right, the away. Oh, right, yeah, away. right away? Right away. Right away. Well, he's amazing. He's he's like, he's his like brother like played this year for uh, for Vancouver. I was going to say, right, that's his brother season. that plays for uh, yeah. Vancouver. Wow. He he only played like the one game, but him, Elias Pettersson, and 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 uh, and uh, Baser, they were on a three on three overtime, and it was like shinny hockey, man. It was crazy. They were just. As if they saucering, as if they played with each other for twenty five years. It's going to be fun in Vancouver in a few years. For sure. Saucering, uh, the same or different from docking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. Next up, Texas Rangers celebrate by grabbing each other's yeah, dick. You oh, sent me this. Yeah, that's this saucering. <laughs> sure, let's call it that. <laughs> so when you hit a home run, mm-hmm. what is your first thing you do when you see your teammate? Uh, grab his dick. Obviously. Okay, yeah, I mean okay. it's it's pretty clear. Like, yeah. so in Texas, there's, there's a lot of cool things about Texas. Giant ass steaks. Yes. There was Cowboys. Lots of strip clubs. Lots of strip clubs. Is that true? You, Great barbecue. You may or may not grab your own dick. Yeah. And you'll grab your 
teammates there. So all I've gotten from everything we said about Texas is meat, right? <laughs> so the thing is, <coughs> let's face Co- it, cock meat sandwich. They, they they just love the meat out there. But they're it, it, isn't that different from from, from like spanking a kid's ass when you're coaching them back in the day? Like but why I was I coached. I found it the weirdest thing. Like it? I've never been able to spank another player. I'm also somebody who appreciates a good piece. And mm. yeah, I'm not grabbing anybody else's piece. I, I, I hate sure. to be a Mr. Details, but technically they were just grabbing a jocks. They were yeah. gra- grabbing dicks. Yeah, yeah but there, it's there's the, a piece of the material. Yes, but the jock makes it friendship and not sexual. Exactly. Headline was a lie, and I hate liars. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> didn't we didn't we run that headline on Hudson? Didn't moments? you send it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it posted on our Facebook page by you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm a liar, so I, right. hate, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, that's it for uh, for uh, rapid uh, fire, boys. All right, it so was the cool. slowest burn. Uh, that <laughs> brings us to hot bets. Yeah. So I'm Eagle, do you have something to say? Did you get candy out of your mouth? Hot sauce bets. Hot bets. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's the thing. Pokemon. All bets. you do is listen to me Pokemon. finish speaking. Sometimes I I'm, hate you. I'm going to be giving you guys four uh, four matchups in NHL to choose from. Yeah. Um, I am not going to be giving you the Penguins and the Islanders one because that one's going to break my heart, and we all know who's going to win that one. So, yeah. uh, and it's not going to be the Penguins. But let's start off with Toronto. Uh, Toronto gets Boston. This uh, this series kicks off tomorrow. This is the are, most fun series in my opinion. Are they just picking the winner, or in how many games? They're choosing the series winner, Eagle. So this is going to be a slow burn. We're going to find out who's going to lose this bet in about a week and a half from now. Yeah. So um, two weeks from now. To yeah. me, this is the most interesting series there is. Yeah? Um, you find? Absolutely. I, uh, Boston turned on second half of the season. Toronto's been a compelling story from even before the and season And a train started. wreck. An utter train wreck. We'll see. Very uh, inconsistent. Toronto. So you're choosing Toronto. I'm going to go with Toronto. I think <laughs> point Boston. I think this will be fun. And you know what? Are you picking a sweep or are you picking five? I mean, sweep is clearly five games. Yeah. I'm going to say six, and I, I assume that Toronto's going to win one, at, uh, two at home. That's it. Next up. Vegas, San Jose. That's a tough one because yeah. I'm high this is a rematch from uh, last year's uh, conference finals. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it is. A sa- no, it's not. Isn't it? Did um, San Jose make the Stanley Cup finals? No, no they, they did no not. Idea who lost not the Stanley Cup, Cup finals. The, uh, I know, but did they? Because Vegas didn't make the Stanley oh, Cup true. finals. So, so I'm going to go San Jose either way. They, they made the Stanley yeah, Cup finals. Yeah, they did. The Stanley Cup finals? Who did they lose to? I'm on Get it. Get off my <laughs> shark, bro. Who won last year? Washington. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> right. You are short. very right. <laughs> I always it forget was, the loser. It was the Cinderella story. Yeah, Inaugural season. They bring in Flurry. Brings him to the cup. I and remember, then they get destroyed by Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah. If Cinderella ended with a Russian guy getting hammered for three straight months. Uh, I'm going to go San Jose because I, I I like them to win the Stanley Cup in general. I'm going to say San Jose too. I, I'm yeah. going to agree. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say Washington, Carolina. Games. Washington, Carolina. That's this a tough a one because tougher. Carolina's one of those teams where they're you know they're tough. They're, and they're surgeon. They're tough to play with. They're oh, tough to play against. That's good hockey talk. Yeah, tough, tough. They're gritty. Against. They they go they, to the corners. They grip their sticks tight. Yeah. Uh, they want. I also grip my stick tight. They shoot. To get the pucks on net. Yeah. Uh, you can't. But if you, uh, time. I noticed that room. if you do grip gra- uh, grapple your stick too tight, you don't grapple your stick. You uh, you get like weird cuts on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yo. So I am going with Washington. I'm gonna have to agree. It's sad, but I have to agree. Washington yeah. and Seattle. Well, keeps it going. And, and, and then there's, I have no idea what cream to put on after. It's it's so weird. Washington. Next up, Colorado, Calgary. This is the last one. Uh, Calgary seems just so blah. You know what I mean? Like, it just. They I, do? They, they, I, they seem blah to you? I, to I, I don't. So I don't, I don't enjoy is watching it, Colorado. Colorado. You don't like the jersey. Colorado's no, top heavy. I, I no, their jerseys are terrible. I haven't enjoyed watching Calgary all season. Um, 
I hate the, the assistant captain with the, the flame. Yeah, that's dumb. It's fucking that's dumb. I can't catch a single Calgary game because it's always fucking blacked out. Yes. Also it's crazy. Uh, it's okay. You're not missing much. So I'm going to go Colorado. I'm going to go Calgary, Calgary because Colorado's top heavy, one line, the rest of the line. That's all they need, bro. One line. Not really. Where Calgary is across the board, Marjorie Dan was probably one of the best defensemen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's going to shut it down. And Johnny Ham and Cheese is going to go nuts. And those are the hot sauce bets. So well, we I got a counter bet for you. Who's keeping track of you? I got I a am. counter bet for you. I said I had a counter bet. No, just keep going. Keep going. Keep Tonight, you have the only matchup that even matters. Because in our Madden League, Terry oh, yeah. is facing me. Yeah, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So, Bunch who are you nerds. picking? You got hot sauce on the line. Um, I am, Oh, I'm going to pick hot sauce. I got so, Joey Taylor as my quarterback. Okay, wow. First overall pick. What are, your actual, please, what are your actual teams? They're, 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 no, they're drafted forget teams, it, just, and it's the second season with drafts. Can, and Terry, how have you ever played Madden before? Yeah, I'm a huge Madden player, but my team is shit. Your team is shit because yeah, because I, I tanked my entire season last year, so I can get the first. Okay, wait, wait, sorry. This is the last question I'm going to ask. Yeah. What's the name of your quarterback? Joey Taylor. And you? Josh Allen. All right, I'm picking Terry. I got first overall pick. And you can't nuke on purpose just to make him lose. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, you of bet. course I wouldn't do that. And who's who's your pick? Hot sauce. Peace. Yeah, so Eagle did well because I went 16 and 0 last season. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I went 4 0 this season. I simmed most of my games, but I think I went like. Two and 14. Two and whatever. whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Terry. Thank you, boys. Uh, Thank you, Savage Paulson, for joining us. This has been Hot Sauce Sports.